Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, the, week, the, week the weeks, uh, the weeks okay, man. You know it's going. Um, you know, just been following. Actually, today I had a great conversation with my uncle about basketball and whatnot. You know, and and, and life and whatnot. You know, and um, that was a, that was a good thing today because you know sometimes you wonder how you act, and and his belief is sometimes the way you act is brought up by the people you you're raised by. You know, so sometimes you don't realize they don't realize what they're doing wrong. And the people before them don't realize what they could have been doing wrong, you know? And you just keep passing it down. So there are certain things that we're talking about that we talked about basketball, you know, different I- ideologies of it or whatnot. You know, um, you know, like uh, we have a basketball family for the most part. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, something we, we all love, you know? But he's definitely an old school basketball player because he's like, I want my point guards to be traditional, you know? And so, because I, I I had brought up a during the conversation we were talking about point guards or whatever, and I said I said Chris Paul is is top five traditional point guard <laughs> in my opinion, and I had to throw that in there because you know um, I've been saying it for a while. He's been long overdue for MVP, but he won't get mostly partially because um, he hasn't won or went deep, but also he seems to be a a hole to a lot of people, you know. And like people don't like him, the media. Which, if if sports is supposed to be what meritocracy, right? Like you, you're supposed to based off of merit. Um, then his resume shows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if that's the case, but as we see with it, you know, because we have sports analysts that say that that, but then they don't. When you're talking about not having Barry Bonds into the hall of fame, you know, and I know I jumped from one sport to another, but I'm just saying like, you know, prior to him, even the steroids issue, he was a hall of famer. You know, mm-hmm. it's getting away from the sport itself and probably factoring in other things that may not need to be factored in, at least when it comes yeah, to just pure sport, you know? You know yeah. Cause it's like, are we, are we talking about, are we talking about the athlete as a, as a player? Or are we talking about, him as a person you know i know one and the same but it's like in that case there's some great people that may should be uh hall of famers right well r kelly <laughs> right r kelly our hall of fame right oh man but i mean it's it's a similar thing like i don't know if you caught wind of this issue that happened with that nfl player recently who was um uh at least suspended for a year from the nfl for for betting games now, to my understanding, he hasn't. He wasn't in the games, and I think he was mm-hmm. betting from home. But nonetheless, it was betting. And when I saw the headline, it drove me back to like obviously Pete Rose is a big scenario in baseball. Uh, I'm not too familiar with it, but it reminded me of the the Tim Donahue, the you know the the referee guy. And we've talked about it brief before, and kind of how gambling uh, has at least we would suspect has been in sports. Now, to what degree? You hear stories. You know, they've made movies about it. It's just it's fascinating how how that infiltrates into the sport and how how large of a part does it play you know and it's scary to think that because this is you know a pure sport in in the matter of what we were talking about prior but now understanding that it's almost a business as well you could always assume that there's always going to be kind of those entities that you know can infiltrate or 
you know, however those things play out, it's, 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 it's crazy, uh, this day and age. Uh, but I remember just one of the takeaways, at least in some of the comments that I've seen on a post, like off of like Twitter or something, it was like, damn, Pete Rose gets, you know, banned from baseball. And then this dude is suspended for a year. Like what? <laughs> I was like, eh, it's, it's different sports, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, in different times awesome. too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we go, as we go further on, like, like I was, uh, I should have sent you this one with um, Gilbert Reeves. So maybe what I was talking about last week, we didn't, record, we didn't record, but it was with Gilbert Reeves and Richard Jefferson, and they were talking about um, NCAA, right, and how NCAA is now allowing students to get paid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then one of the arguments was like, well, we, you know, how about we get paid for our, you know, reparations on it? And they said, no. He, uh, I think Gilbert was saying, no, we can't get that. And part of it is because, you know. Um, it was illegal at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and then, he, but then Richard Jefferson's point was like, it was always illegal. Like for, because they were doing inter-service, inter- right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, but at the, at the time the rules were a certain way. So, you, and plus it, it, it'd be so hard to go back and retro pay every college athlete. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I, but I also get what Richard Jefferson is trying to say, but it's like he, he couldn't do it. You know, by that time, the money yeah. that was made was already spent. Was already spent. You know what I'm saying? It's already been cycled so you through. Can't, yeah, it's course yeah. is over. Yeah, yeah. So just, just like, yeah, you know, that's the part too where, where you know, um, although I'm veering off to a different conversation, it's like, man, some of the, the kids now, what they, what they go through, man, it's like, and and what maybe you know us to our parents, it's like, geez, you guys really got more opportunity to do stuff you know mm-hmm. you guys got more more access you know mm-hmm. like you know you know like i think about investing right and and one of the reasons i bring that up is because I'm, I'm like these kids now at 20 21 have opportunity avenues to invest in for themselves right stock market or whatever when we were going up that that was not even yeah that, wasn't even that was like maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we were we were stupid or whatever but i think like that wasn't even like there. That wasn't even an option, mm-hmm. like to really figure out where to go. No, and really. if you did, you had to start off with like five thousand dollars or something like that mm-hmm. for someone who's eighteen, nineteen years old. You're like, how am I going to get that? At that time, for sure, because it was like five thousand dollars. That shit might take me a year or two to get that. <laughs> yeah, like two years, and that's me like making sure I save every penny because I'm probably yeah. getting nine thousand dollars for the whole year. You know, for at yeah. minimum wage at six seventy five before tax. You know, I think you have to almost be in the know already. You know that that game is already shown to you really early, or you know what I mean, or there must yeah. be some kind of environment that kind of already you know grooms you to be understanding it. I think only as today, kind of to your point about you know uh, it's more accessible now. So it's definitely accessible. Everything's accessible. Yeah, it just now becomes harder to you know focus. I think is now there's along with the availability. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, I love that you said that. We're gonna throw a lot of booties in your face, homie. Like before you get to that yeah. decision. <laughs> no, no, no. And I like you said that because I think I think our our uh, attention span is going short because we we just got so much distraction. So more information, which is great, but also more distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, like at times we get bored quicker because we we need the the quick information on youtube or or you know updates like constant updates and i catch microwave myself in that, that problem yeah. yeah microwave news i want boom, that boom, shit boom, now yeah. more mm-hmm. yeah god damn it they and the worst the weird thing about some certain news too is like like i don't know if you do this i know i catch myself doing this you'll hear 
one thing about it, right? You hear one thing about the news or whatever you like, say you like PlayStation stuff, right? So you're like, you read about PlayStation and how they purchase Bungie. Then you watch another video about how PlayStation buys Bungie. It's a different take about the same thing, you know? Just like sports, right? We're just hearing the same sports uh, sports uh, take. And most of it is being regurgitated over and over again, you know? It's like, almost like that joke about news. It's like, yo, they'll catch these fools on a broadcast talking about the same thing, saying literally the same thing across the country in smaller news publications, right? Like they're reporting the news and they stack them all next to each other. And then they're all repeating like the same thing. And it, it's kind of like that, at least with, the, you know, uh, some of the mainstream takes. And it's fascinating how sports is like that now, you know, where before yeah. it wasn't at least how I remember it, like in the nineties, it's like, I don't know that yes. No, no. Like a sports illustrated was like one of the few publications that was, Oh, we write about the sport. And then on top yeah. of that, it was like slam was our only thing. And slam was kind of through slam was different types us, of lens. For, for yes. basketball. Yeah. Cause they, yeah. they even tried to do like a baseball version of slam. And they oh, wanted yeah. to say NFL's uh, NFL version of slam, but it didn't really last that long. Nah, basketball was the tits back then. NFL was still struggling, I think, with their brand at the time because that was before Goodell. Uh, so it was like you would see those lopsided fucking Super Bowls and shit and people just tune out like, ah, this sport's all right. It just the product wasn't good where the NBA was making headway, you know, especially in the 90s with the superstar look and the Jordan leading the era. And, well, you know, the man, that's hard for me to say because Cowboys was during that time and then, and then you had uh, Barry Sanders. Oh, that's you know true. what I'm saying? And then you had that's Dion. True. Yeah, Dion. So I mean, but but like I get what you're like. I I want to. I, I kind of want to say the mid, the late nineties is where it kind of like NBA was, took off. NBA was definitely the the front runner because yeah. the only one I I can remember in the mid nineties for me for sure is Randy Moss, and then yeah. maybe be Marshall Falk. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And those early nineties is uh, yes, early nineties. So the transition from early nineties to late nineties is where the NBA was making headway in the early nineties, but not there yet. And then when the late nineties kicked in, it was like, here we go. And then international yeah. recognition, all that. Yeah, okay, you got a point. There. Yeah, because because you, you look at you look at that's a like like I said, you, well you look at Al Iverson, Stephon Marbury, inclusion of high school players, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. The 96 draft is one of the most pivotal drafts of bringing in, I think, a lot of people. Because after that, I'm thinking, like, what was 97? You had Trace McGrady. Um, mm. I can't even think of the other one. I want to say probably Paul Pierce, but I think he was either 98 or 97. But um, uh, Tim Duncan, you know. That's true. The, like, the right now, I couldn't think of all of them. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of all of them right now, but I'm just saying those are, those are ones, right? Yeah. And then you had 98, and then and then I think 99. One of them was, like, a lot of high school players that started coming out was trash because he had, like, Corleone Young or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's uh, when uh, uh, and one started making headway. Yeah, and one made headway, and then 99 draft was actually fairly solid when you look back at it because that's the same with Lamar Odom and Baron Davis. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that was and cool. Elton Brand. Yeah, but then oh, I remember that slam too. Oh, slam covered all them dudes, Maggetti, Odom, Brand. Yeah, Corey yeah. McGrady. Corey, Corey McGrady was like, I just remember thinking like, this dude could be raw, like another Ray Allen type of player. You know, he what was saying? dope when he played for Duke. He was pretty dope. Duke, yeah. Shots and most Coach people were like, how is he going? Yeah, Coach Gabe, you know, happy retirement. I remember people like, how did he go from like being a freshman to being a top draft pick? But he had mm -hmm. the athleticism, yeah. shy town too. Yeah. And you know, that shy town 
finest yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but also, for some reason, when I'm thinking about not only that, I was thinking of Larry Hughes, which I thought was going to oh, be another Larry baller. Solid too. Uh, St. Louis, I think, is with the school. He was from St. Louis. Yeah, he went to. Yeah, he, yeah, he was from St. Louis. You know, and yeah, I remember thinking of that. But uh, but I, I say all that because like in 2000 you had like the terrible draft. 2001 was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You go 2002 you had Yao, um, yeah. and then uh, Jay Will, and then um, technically uh, 2001 2002. I don't know which one Gilbert was in. I wanted to say he was in the same one as 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 um what you call it as uh not Curry sorry Jay Will. Oh, maybe. I'm trying to remember when Arizona was like on the top, top. But yeah, news, yes. Yeah, news is quick. I think like you said, yeah. back to the original point, news is... Uh, I veered off completely. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're good. It's good. I was just in my head. I was like, where, how do we get here? News. Uh, yeah. And I think the instant, and you're talking about, you know, information being available, things being at your fingertips. Uh news and then we were talking about how sports have evolved writers now everybody has you could have an opinion because what we realize yeah. is like oh the mel kuiper and the, these guys you're like oh these guys aren't credentialed or anything these dudes just have an opinion and just continue to have these takes and created a yeah. you know and it's but it's it's for the sport in a way where it, it covers it it's so to the average fan there's a something that people can follow it, that's how it kind of makes sense to me where i'm like oh that kind of makes sense and sometimes everybody goes with one narrative that's what they have all the four experts so they're like i pick this team well you know me i'm gonna go with this team and this and that and they kind of have their debate so i was like okay this is kind of good because it kind of gives you you know an extra layer of understanding of the game and then the you know storyline which these teams are kind of in you know what i'm saying yeah there, there was there was this uh podcast where um Draymond Green and Charles Barkley were talking, and he was and I and I could be wrong on the quote, but you have to check it out. But Draymond Green was asking like, like when did like before back in the day, people who were you know writers or uh, reporters, they just report. But now it got more personal in a way where they start to talk about things and they take their hot takes and they you know pick apart players. And then Barkley and then like he just said, when did that become a thing? It's like when they started getting paid. And that became the hot take, right? It's like, like even now, you know, I get it. It's not saying you can't say anything, but I'm just watching uh, the ongoing Westbrook saga, right? And oh yeah, that's you know, like interesting. It's interesting because it's like there's a point where it's like, um, they create a narrative, and when you're not liked, you're not liked, right? And I say that. And is he playing good? No, you know what I'm saying. But when you look at his statistical stats as far as where as career he's actually shooting better Mm -hmm. you know percentage wise and even three point this is not even his worst three point year Mm -hmm. you know so you have to factor in well what are the things well he's aging he's 18 points a game he's on the lakers where they expect because of the you know lebron and everything else they had high expectations and so it's it's easy to sit there and this is not even like one of his highest turnover years. But when they talk about it, it's all these things, right? And, and I'm only saying that because part of it too is I, I was listening to um, Shannon Sharp and, and uh, whatever his name, I, can't even, I don't even like him that much, but Skip Bayless. Um, Skip Bayless, right? 
And Skip Bayless is like, you know, they, they've been calling him Westbrook. He calls the Le, brick and it's just like, you're not even talking about the game now. You're just trying to clown the person in the name. No longer is it is it like you just talking about, hey, he's not playing well. You're you're you are taking shots at who he is. You know? And this is like it's the same thing with Stephen A. Smith does. And it's so funny because like they're they like I see these guys so often, they take shots at these players, they say whatever about these players. And once a player says, I don't like you, I don't want to deal with you, he calls them out. Mm-hmm. And they get upset because they want to hide behind the media badge, you know. I, well, at least to me, I mean, that's something I've been I've been noticing in the last couple of years. It's like, wow, they really do um, take a lot of shots at certain players, and sometimes personal, you know. And isn't you know like calling like you know I don't know. I mean, is that their job? Who knows. It, it, seems to be it has become job. like this weird pseudo way to cover sports, you know, where it's a little more. It, it makes me think like this. It's like, um, you know, when we were you would go grocery shopping back in the days, right? Remember that stand mm-hmm. right before you hit the check stand where it has all the candy and then those wild ass magazines, right? Usually mm-hmm. like National Enquirer with like the fucking crazy headline. But then you'd always see like a magazine there that's talking about whatever the daytime drama is, whether it's like Days of Our Lives or, you know one yeah. of those things so in my head yeah or the are the alien yeah, so that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah so it's some kind of weird like uh eye-catching thing like hey you're gonna buy this because it's right next to the check stand you need it or it's so the headline's so juicy you just want to buy it to read it so i'm thinking in my head the way that you know sports is kind of certain sports shows not all of them have just kind of become more on the now i'm just trying to drum up some some reaction from my viewership at this point you know whether it's bad or good so the take has to be for or against one. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you say that, I'm just thinking, I always thought back was like, how was it allowed that this National Enquirer was able to write these crazy ass stories, right? And now, now some people will be like, but it's real, right? It's like they were allowed to write these crazy ass stories and then put it in the front where it's at, and the and the more, I guess, uh, opinion based. What I'm going to say, factual stories. We're in the magazine aisle. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot or of funding goes into that. A lot of funding uh, you to know, get that spot. You're like funny. paying some money. Like, hey, we need that yeah. spot right there. And it's it is funny because I, I used to remember thinking like, why do we like? It's been shown after a while that this is not even yeah. true. And yeah, yeah. But and, it's and somehow they were, at, and it's entertainment. But it, but they came, they put it out like it was true, like it was real. Sounds yeah. like wrestling to me. Sounds like what I think what sports is kind of. I mean, I think there's still obviously competitiveness, but the way they package it now to the viewer, this is yeah. like days of our lives and your favorite drama series and then your favorite sport. They're really trying to frame it as such, having a lot of uh, you know, storylines behind it. And it's it messy sometimes, like the Westbrook things. That's that's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? In in the everyday thing, but obviously, yeah. You know, a lot could be said for just playing ball on, you know, the the courtyard or, you know, the courts just in the neighborhood. Uh, That's shit talking 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) And it's weird. It is weird because it's like it's always all in the the fans. But it's like, you know, I I get the fans. I get the players. But when you're supposed to report, you're supposed to take your personal. That's what it is. That's what it was. You're supposed to take your personal opinion out of it and just report. 
you know? And I, I posted, like, as far as, like, getting going at them at, like, a, on a personal level and saying, hey, it's not shooting bad. It's according to the statistics, blah, blah, you know? Like, because I, I actually kind of like Chris Brizard for that because he usually, I'm probably saying his not rank, name wrong right now, but I like him because he's usually kind of just more even killed and not always talking bad about a player, you know? He just reports in a, in a, in a more often than not, in my opinion, than the other people you know what i think i'm thinking remember the old espn when it was just like you know with the newscast and then the pictures on the side and shit yeah regular okay so you don't really that's not even a thing really like it used to be right that i don't even watch espn anymore okay so like i'll watch them like you i mean i'll watch the youtube clips and for the most part you know Mm -hmm. see so but just for that, imagine, just go back to that moment. Because remember, you tune in ESPN, that's all you're seeing. You see the ticker on the bottom, it's the dude. You see the highlights in the corner box. Okay. I remember when Dan Patrick left and a lot of those personalities that were a part of it. And then they would refer, and there was this overwhelming idea of the people at ESPN are kind of like, oh, they don't have any humor. They're just kind of dry. They don't, you know what I'm saying? There's no, and for good measure, because all they're doing is reporting what happened in the game. (laughs) There yeah. isn't supposed to be all this extra, but at a certain point when they became funny, you remember they have these jokes in their commercials. You're kind of like, oh, that's hilarious because they're always serious. That might have opened the door for like, you know, a little more sensationalism where, oh, here's a hot take. You know, when somebody came on, like think about it, Jim Rome, right? Jim Rome is a big personality, but he got his fame from that famous, uh, what's that called? Yeah. Uh, Jim Kelly or or. Uh, something kelly i forgot the name it was like a player and it was like uh, oh chris everett and it was uh, the, the guy's name was something else chris everett was the female tennis player or something like that and he kept on say my name again he was like da, da, da. he was like and then it became this thing and that spurned kind of his you know kind of his he hits the hard-hitting questions like remember the it's like the jerry Maguire thing remember oh you're talking that you're ask talking, the, uh, i was gonna say yeah yeah oh, gonna, okay yeah and it's like don't you say that one more time it starts crying yeah, right see it's that same thing it's like that's when they started i not they but i think the realization became hey this is the shit that sells tears and, like drama and although i'm very enough to like when you said about the funny commercials like i i i laugh because most commercials now are more fun you see more funny commercials than not like and, and kind of the start of from Geico and some other stuff that got milk, but it was like when we were growing up, it was few and far between. It was like one or two, and you would like it because you're like, oh, this is a funny commercial, right? Or a couple in, in the Super Bowl. And then now you see more often than not that there's more funny commercials, you know? That like even, even like, I, I mean, probably more on YouTube now, but like I'm watching a Dr. Squatch commercial for the, the soap, and it's just like all of it is a satire, you know? All satire. And, but but most of that draws in people because most of the time it's like, why am I going to worry about gonococcalades and I'm running down the beach? You know, mm-hmm. do you have herpes? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're running and it's all supposed to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, so like, I mean, like, that's what's interesting. A lot of stock that's put into commercials, not to say it never has been, but I think it mm-hmm. is fascinating. The powerful, uh, you know, messaging that can be put through just with commercials. But I think the fact that we recognize that, I agree with you because the Super Bowl used to be, Will you catch one? Now it's like, which one's the best one? So it's like, we yeah. work all year and we're going to put our best advertisement on the Super Bowl. And that's like a, almost a competition in itself. I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, 
that process starts as early as who knows, you know, trying to get a slot in there for a certain amount and yeah, all that yeah. shit. I'm like, yeah. And that's become that only because, you know, the money follows the money follows that before it becomes, you know, more like a, uh, a lower, you know, kind of production kind of situation where, you know, the NBA and NFL used to just be, you know, on at midnight, you know, saying like on a Tuesday. Like, yeah, tape, tape delay. Yeah, tape delay. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I don't know if you watched it yet. Do you have HBO Max or HBO? Yes. Did you watch the, what was it? I, I don't know if it's uh, winning time or game time or whatever, showtime. Uh, the one about oh, the Lakers, uh, Magic John. Yeah, dude, I started I it, it and then I fucking fell asleep. But I started it though. Oh, okay, fascinating. Because so it's only the first say, episode, right? What, yeah, but when I hear you say that, like anytime you hear somebody fall asleep on a show, that sounds like they they thought it was boring. But it depends on what time you watched it too. That's true. And I haven't really getting too much uh, good sleep. There's somebody who be waking up heller in the morning like a a hole. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I'm like, what I you know. doing, man? Really, three o'clock yeah, in the morning. Right. That sounds fun. Like, that's cool. You yeah. want to party right now? <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. I but yeah, what I, did you think of the series, though? What did you think of the series? Dude, so the first episode, man, had me weak. And it's like, there's things that I didn't know in it, right. which is like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, well, do you want me to say it or do you, do you oh, care? care. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know um, Jerry West didn't want to have Magic Johnson. Ooh. Okay. I, I didn't know that. And I was like, wow. And then so it's like showing Jerry West, and and then also it's kind of funny because I'm I'm watching it and I'm laughing, but then I'm also thinking like I wonder what these people are thinking about the show and how they feel about the show, you know? Because Jerry West, uh, it shows Jerry West being very angry and like like nah, right? And then you you show you show um, Jerry Bus right, and like just the dude that's in the Playboy Mansion, you kind of insinuating that he's always having sex with younger people, you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and whatnot. Yeah, and they definitely re- reference uh, Jeannie, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, I guess Jeannie really loves her, but the father, really, you know, he really loves her or whatever. But um, but also on this episode, the first episode, what was so crazy, I didn't know that that same year Magic Johnson was coming out was the same year Jerry Buss bought the Lakers. Yeah, didn't know either. I didn't know that. Like, I thought, like, I was thinking that he had the Lakers prior to that, right? Yeah. No, he made a move to buy them yeah. because, uh, you know, now it obviously is sensationalized. It doesn't say everything, but yeah. it's like he made the move to buy it. He's like, the opening scene is like, basketball is like sex. And like, it's, it's, it's a satire being kind of funny too, mm-hmm. like over the, over the top, right? Yeah. It's hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. So it's being serious but hilarious at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. and so he's like, look at it. It's like, it's just artful. You guys don't see it. And so he made a move to get the Lakers, right? And then that's why he was like pushing heavily to get Magic. He was like, "This is this dude is whatever." He's like, "What would you rather get, Larry or Magic?" And it's like, "Well, Boston already has the rights to Magic," which was, I mean, not uh, to Bird, which was kind of weird. I don't know how that happened. I don't know like how he was able to get drafted. I wonder if it was the same thing like, like uh, what was it, Bo Jackson, where he got drafted by a certain team and he didn't, he chose not to go or. Or like old school baseball where you like you got drafted. Yeah, yeah, they can hold the rights to you. You know? I mean Which is weird. It. It's such a weird thing. It's like do you do you have to agree like I'm going into the draft but I'm gonna still play? I don't I don't even I have to look that up. 
man, that's probably this is at the time when the NBA is probably like NBA ownership part mafia or something. You know what I'm saying? Like Dude, it was heavy yes. mafia it had to have been because you got to think <laughs> like that was the whole bent, you know, bent uh, envelope and all that shit. Like, dude, the mob ties well, with the NBA is wild. Well, Fake or not, I'm like, the myths dude, are crazy about yo, it. Yo, yo, no, they literally, they literally showed on the show where I was cracked up where it was like, all right, guys, it, uh, it's between Chicago and the Lakers for the first pick, right? And how they go about it was a coin flip. <laughs> Come that on, they had man. to do over the phone. Come on. They had to do over the phone. Now, granted, this is what I this is what I gotta say. I, I saw the Lakers in Chicago, and I thought to myself, I was like, "Well, it looks like Chicago still won out of that because they ended up getting Jordan a couple of years later." That's a, that's a good. Thing. You know what I'm saying? You it's know, just fascinating because like, as a business, it's smart to go on big market. It's just it's smart, at least oh, if you I, look I mean, at it. You know what I mean? Although, although I think I mean I think players now can't hand like it's weird. Like I think they want people want the stardom but they can't take the pressure of yeah. expectations in certain places if that makes you know oh, la like, being like, one of like, my few la philadelphia you've heard those notorious stories where it's like dude they'll boo you out of the coliseum or yeah, they'll let you know expectations high. exactly boston same deal new york kind of has a certain i mean they don't have it as much as they probably did back in the days i guess but you hear it constantly about philadelphia la i mean it's just tough because shit all the reporting is done in la so clearly that team is yeah. going to be reported on every day and the same things happen like on all teams but you know coverage just isn't the same like even for here the kings there's not a lot of people that cover the kings here you never no. really hear from the national media so you know you gotta know that shit's happening day in and day out but it just doesn't hit headlines how you know westbrook on the lakers would be you know with lebron on the team it's like that, that is like having almost like what showtime had I was like, damn, y'all got yeah. all the superstars on one team. But even back then, they weren't really covered because media, you know, what we were talking about before, wasn't really covered like how it is today. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, the crazier one to me was, was like, I, I have to look back on how, but I'm like, how did they get James Worthy? It's a lot of you know, the picks on a team. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, like, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's like a weird. <laughs> weird thing man, uh, man. i can do that if i'm playing 2k with my association i can make a whole bunch of trades to get a first pick again but in real life that shouldn't be happening you can't just land you know two hall of famers back i mean you can but the likelihood of getting the first pick two years in a row or you know i think was it two years back to back uh i, the, I don't uh, i don't recall oof. i don't recall because when did Jordan win? To, when did they win Carolina that that game when they were? It was his, it was his freshman year, and it was his okay, freshman year. Worthy was year. one of the, yeah, Worthy Worthy was considered one of the top players, you know. Yeah. Um. So 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 I, I don't even know how this happened, right? So check this out. Okay. Nineteen seventy eight seventy nine Los Angeles Lakers their record was forty seven and thirty five. They finished third in the NBA Pacific. Okay. How did they? Lottery. How did they get? Yeah, like a weird lottery. Yeah, you know, the the fifteen team, and they got the first pick. <laughs> like, okay, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and then and then one of the people, I guess, one of the people that um that was there, right? Yeah, because they already had him, and one of the issues was Norm Nixon, right? And it's funny because Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon's son is playing him in the in the show. 
Koinky dick. Like, no, not a Koinky dick. I was they, they, they did that first, but like, like because I was looking it up, and I was like looking up this, the roster, the the cast. I was like, oh, who's these people and blah blah. And it was like something Nixon was like, oh, he's the same Nixon. And then I looked it up, it was like, that's his, that's, it, it says it's his yeah. father. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, snap, you know? That's crazy. And and one of the things was uh, Jerry West was like, we already have a point guard. No Nixon's a point guard and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And so. Um, yeah, man. The Laker dynasty. But, but then, yeah, then you get Kareem. Uh, so they were like third or whatever. How long is the and show? Shit, this sounds like a 45 a, minute show. No, it's an hour long show. The first oh, episode. Shit. So I don't know how many episodes they're going to have, but it's like an hour each one so far. I mean, that's not all out. So the, the first one, but it's like, I, you already know, it's Lakers. I'm watching it, right? I'm just like, oh, snap. Even I though I, I had reserves because I'm like, like I, like, I had reserves because I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to hear a lot of bad things about Magic. That's my idol, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they actually start off the show with him leaving him in 1991 leaving the the doctors with i guess like a portraying that he just found out about his oh shit okay yeah oh. and so that's how it starts off and then it go, flashes back to, to the beginning how it began yeah ah. you know so who is the producer what's this based off of like whose perspective is this oh you know what i didn't look into that part um, it's definitely not jerry west but, clearly <laughs> no not at all and and uh that's you know, what you get with like these some kind of, of it has no yeah because i'm like ooh, and, and, which made me think about other things too that's going on with the, the lakers right like the organization right like i was talking to my uncle about this i was like I, after watching that show i realized i started to realize that there's two camps in the laker uh in la town right now you have camp magic who's diehard and knows everything about it and you got camp kobe right uh, because you got you got you got Rob Palinka and, and people who believe in Kobe, right? Because one of the things that I remember watching, I don't know where or when this like I don't know where magic went, but I was watching I was watching the NBA 75 draft pick, right? You had you had like eight teams and they could pick 10 players, right? Uh, and then I'll do an analytics on who's who drafted the best people and you had like uh, you had 76 players before can be uh, chosen outside, right? And so one of the things was Jerry West, first person he picked was Kobe. Now, I don't know if I ever told you this years ago, but I went to this thing called Double Bump Camp in L.A. many years ago, right? And you go look this up like it was a, a real camp. Jerry West ended up going there like to 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 speak. And I, and I got up, and this was like 2000, I think after the first championship, Right, it was the summer of two thousand before I moved back up here, uh-huh. and I was like, "I was like, Mr. West, uh, why did you pick Kobe?" And he and I always remember him saying that he was like, "There was something about the kid, right?" So I say that to give perspective. I get why he picked him in the seventy-five, but I was like, "Wow, he didn't pick Magic," you know. Yeah. And so when I see that, I was like, "Hmm." And so this, this this whole thing, I'm saying that because I'm seeing all these things where you have you have team Kobe and team magic that are, is the division in the Laker greatness for me? I always throw magic over Kobe, even though Kobe had 20 years. Um, the Lakers aren't where they were without magic. You know uh, what I'm saying? So you're the, he wouldn't be Kobe if there wasn't magic. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be Kobe if it wasn't even Jordan either, but who knows? You know, we don't know really who came first. I'm saying, though, like, 
Lakers Lakers didn't beat Boston until Magic came in. That's true. Take a lot of L's. A lot of L's. That's why logo Jerry West. I mean, yeah, he only I think one championship. I think and one then, championship, yeah. and then he yeah. he was he was one of the few, if not the only player, to be MVP in a losing in a losing in a series. losing uh yeah finals yeah. And he's also the logo. Yeah, and so I mean, like that's like uh, I I don't know. Uh, I mean, Yankees are bigger, but it's like. LA, the Lakers, you have a player that's literally the logo that's a Laker player. That's a good point. If you look at the if you look at the top scoring players, all right, in, in the history of the NBA right now, yeah. at least the three of the top five are Laker uh, have once played for the Lakers. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, Lakers are the dynasty of the NBA. You have Kareem. Mm-hmm. Third now is LeBron. Second is now, even though I, I said I put an asterisk on that. Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. I think fourth is Jordan and fifth is Kobe. Or am I actually I might be wrong. It's actually fourth is Kobe, fifth is Jordan. Because Kobe passed Jordan. Crazy. Crazy. Lakers have always dominated the NBA. <laughs> Dude, you, you can you can do like in, in most people's top 15, right? Yeah. Greatest players of all time. You're gonna say four or five of them were Lakers. Uh, yeah, it's a given. You got you can't. Yeah. So you got you got you got Magic, Kareem, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wilt at one point. Yep. Kobe. Wilt. Yep. Kobe. Right. Maybe. Maybe Shaq. Oh, Shaq. Know how for far sure. you go, right? If I haven't said that already, Jerry Shaq West. For sure. Jay West. And then and then why can't I think of his name? But it was another dude. That was dope. What year? Shooting guard, sixty-five. Uh, I mean, not sixty-five, but uh, Elgin Baylor. Yeah, Elgin Baylor. Yeah, Elgin Baylor was a baller. Solid. Yeah, Lakers always had some like drafted talent. Like, yeah, drafted talent. You guys hit the mark on a lot of players. Like, I, I uh, I don't know. A lot of it was trades. I like like, uh, Eddie Jones. I thought that team was dope. Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, Kobe, like fucking yeah, Shaq yeah. was on that squad. That was a dope squad before and, they had and, clear uh, space. Did you say Elvin Campbell already? You already said Elvin Campbell? Oh, Elvin Campbell. Uh, yeah, old school Elvin Campbell, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but you look back at it, like... D-Fish. 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 Come on, man. And I didn't even throw in, like, the top 15 currently because he is a Laker. LeBron, too. Oh yeah, LeBron. Wow, man, greatest possibly of all time uh, to date, at least based on the greatest all around. Most like, yeah, he's gonna be the greatest all around for sure. I mean, the legacy always has to be, you know, improved upon. He's taking the mantle from what you would say, Jordan Kobe. Is that the mantle he's, you know, yeah? Forward. I mean, I I always thought he's more magic than jordan in terms of his game right yeah like i always thought he should have been point guard when he came out oh i agree he's one of his best fingers like yeah. was, his, was his vision i think you know? i was just more referring and, to his uh uh his approach to the the overall uh thing aside from the game but the game yeah for sure the game i think the pressure of him to be 
Jordan was not his thing. He should have been came out of point guard. It should I mean, have been a triple double machine, like from the point guard position. Dude, yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, I, I would argue with with my friend Mitch, right? And I was, and he was like, no one would. This is before Westbrook actually averaged a triple double. He said no one averaged triple double, and I said the only one I think that's close enough to doing that is LeBron James. Oh yeah, and I say if he really was to put in the effort, he can easily do that. Like yeah. he's just the. Um, yeah, the skill set. I mean, now you see more specimens now, as in Greek Freak, but even Greek Freak can't assist as much. You know, he yeah, might get vision, the rebounds, yeah. but the assist, the, the assist yeah. part is the hard part. That's the part that you really gotta. Oh, the, that is putting some effort in for that. You gotta know how to the agility, the strength. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, when people were, were talking about um, not Zach Randolph, what's the uh, the one I just got injured? Kind of like Zach Randolph, left-handed um, Zion Williams, Williamson. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, the dude, the dude is big and powerful, but he's like too big and powerful. Where I can see, I mean, this is just me. I can see injuries coming. Oh yeah, because he's so explosive. Yeah, but all that weight and everything constantly. It's not like he was seven foot explosive. Where yeah, it's you can dunk and not have to jump as hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. He so was five six eight. Yeah, yeah, with weight, with so you're getting high up there with the with the landing now. I'm just speculating. I don't know the physics of it, but it's just eighty two games. Test. That shit's rough. You know what I'm saying? To be physically yeah. like to do like whatever LeBron's doing, hate or not, like that is some crazy feat of strength because he's playing in what age is he? Thirty nine. I mean, this is nineteenth season, so and I had added that wrong because I. Yeah, he'd be 20. He's about 37 right now. Okay, 37. That's like, I don't know who was 37 back in the days, but it puts in mind. The only person, the only person that stayed along was Kareem because Kareem was Mr. Uh, you know, the Iron Man. Oh, like, right. he didn't yeah. get injured. Yeah. And Kareem, his last couple of years, he wasn't doing some 51 points. No, like, <laughs> like, not damn. at all. Not all his like last couple of years, it, it was a major drop off though. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. You know? I mean, he was playing in his twilight. Yeah, game, but not... for some reason, LeBron's on some. Nah, man, I sleep upside down in a hyperbaric chamber. Like what? <laughs> like I eat twenty pounds of avocados like in the morning. Like nice twenty pounds. Of... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You that. just got to think like he's doing something where you're like. But it seems like all sports right now are kind of hitting it will more and more baseball football. These dudes that yeah. are in their late forties. I mean, obviously from the quarterback standpoint, that's a little more thing. But with LeBron specifically, how physically demanding that is to run oh, back. Like I said, man, games. look at LeBron's feet. We, I'm telling you, that's the people, craziest thing yeah. to see. And people forget. People forget too. Remember, for since he's been in the league for the first three like uh, Olympics, he was playing in that too. For his first, you know, his first three, like not first three, but like. He played in three Olympics. Yeah. And on top of that, had you know a run of how many finals appearances? Like 10 back to back to back? Like, yeah. What? Yeah, like <laughs> five or six or something like that, right? Something insane. Um, so that's an yeah. extra season and, and I'm in look- itself. <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking at Kareem right now, right? And, yeah. and like, w- what happened was, right? Uh, 86 was his last, like, super solid season, right? Okay. And, and, it's a, and it's comparative, right? He was averaging 23 points a game. Oh. And then six re- rebounds, right? Okay, okay. And this okay. is by the time he was 38. Okay. By the time he had 39, it dropped six points to 17 points a game, right? Oh, maybe. LeBron and then, and then, and then uh, 
1987, he went to 14, and then 1988, he was a shell. He was on averaging 10, and that's when he retired. 88, 89. That's not bad, though. To make it that far in the NBA, geez, that is, especially for Kareem. Shit, Kareem was like 7'3, 200 pounds. Like, goddamn, that motherfucker is skinny, but he had skin. And back, and back in the day when they can punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, that's true. That wasn't even a foul. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a foul. What foul? I was like, what? You know? Are they even referees? Like, what? That's when the final score was like, 67 to 42 <laughs> like damn but right more money and the game does have to evolve and change no fouls anymore as no one as fouls in, out as, like that you know in, what i'm saying only in the playoffs well no one fouls out or you mean like no one no one actually plays defense both <laughs> you know or because they or because like you say because it's not like i think the nba doesn't allow people to play defense the same way you know so oh, and i just wonder too because I was I was making the statement of my uncle like like how can people get into the league and not really understand defense rotation? Well, we we talked a lot about basketball. What's your thoughts on like uh, like you? I think you brought up baseball. Baseball like so the season is in limbo, right? Mm. Is baseball dying to you? Because a lot like according uh. to some ESPN people, they think that like baseball is just, like on its such a down decline. Something's happening in baseball. I can't really put my finger on it. The only because for it being one of the, you know, major sports. Um, and I, I can't remember the, the lockout the last time, really, um, as much as they say it was a big deal. Um, I can't recall. So in my head, from what at least I've researched, baseball makes a shit ton of money because of the... Uh, what's that called the tv partnerships in the, in the sponsorships with uh local um things and you got to think it's 162 games nba plays 82 nfl plays 16 17 something like that so they yeah. double the nba in amounts of games and that's all tv money and then that's all uh you know sponsorship or whatever other money but that's a big chunk of revenue um so I don't know. I I don't know if the money goes down because it's all going to be in the money. If it ain't making money and they know viewership, then it ain't. Yeah, but in terms of it being dead yeah. in the in the public eye and in the pop culture of things and the populace, it's definitely not popular at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but what happened after the first strike? That's when the fucking steroid era started. It was all of a sudden, yeah, and that's what brought it back up. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not saying it's going to happen like that, like, but now it could end up making headway. <laughs> to save it is like I might, might as well just be like, go ahead, because it had a very, very bad decline. Because I don't, I don't know. I remember what I remember is loving the A's, the Battle of the Bay. Uh -huh. King Griffey comes in, uh -huh. loving King Griffey. Uh -huh. Then there was the lockout in around 94, right? Mm -hmm. And then everything changed somewhere down that ride. I, I was like, I didn't care for baseball nope. as much. And maybe it was because I remember people upset about the lockout and the greed or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Because I had that same fear when there was a lockout in 99 in the, yeah. NBA. In the NBA. I was like, oh, please don't, don't Keep lock out, you know, mess up the game, right? Yeah. And so it, then didn't really pay attention to baseball. I, I knew about what was a great Greg Maddox for a while, just mm -hmm. because my 
you know, uh, the Braves were on TNT all the time and the pitching. Yeah. Right. And and then in the middle of Eminem's run, there was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, right? Well, like during that time, Eminem's right? Run. <laughs> right? Because it's like, it was like, during that time, it was like you're listening to Eminem or you were following what was going on with the home run, you know? And Thanks even that home run, that that home run was exciting, right? Because you had two people doing this at the same time. Now, when Barry Bonds shattered that, it was not as exciting. I mean, it was exciting, but it wasn't. I don't think it draw as many people as it as you it know did what it is. Time, I think you know? that was during nine eleven, like right before two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. The that Giants, I was like, I oh, the Giants, did the Giants win that year? No, they did the Giants they end up winning? Lost okay. to the Angels. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I do remember, I do remember seeing it. it was like Jesus, you know, and, yeah. and I was like, this dude hit seventy three, I believe. Uh, Bonds, Bonds kept up the love for baseball for a lot of years. I think when he got popular in the populist eye, when you know MLB became like popular, popular, he was already on the Giants, and it was a different version of himself. Um, mm-hmm. But I think yeah, in the way the media portrayed him, like, you call him an asshole or not, still you, based on how he plays, that motherfucker is the shit. So yeah. that's why in the media fucking ate him up uh, when he was in San Francisco. You know, they 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 used them for what they needed to, you know, get the fucking ticket sales, get the home run. Yeah. Didn't get the World Series, but all good. Dusty Baker, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole. And he's from California, up. too. I think Barry Bonds is from like Riverside or something like that. I think so. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Like, a local cat. Dusty Baker's from Sacramento. So yeah. it's like. Dusty Baker. And, and, it, and it's crazy. I always, I always joke. I always joke around and say that like, like. I think that the reason that people found out about steroids was because people wanted to get Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a fuck when Mark McGuire's neck was the size of tree trunks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Nope. They didn't give a fuck, but when Barry Bonds' hat size went uh, two size and a half or whatever, and people were like, he's juicing, and, 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 and then that's when it it happened like that's my opinion to it like I, oh yeah it could be we don't know the facts but i i feel like they're trying to figure out something about him because they didn't like him and then pandora's box opened up Dude, that was the biggest star of the uh mlb you know what i'm saying even when he was on the uh giants i mean the home run king like he was already marching that way like this dude it wasn't like it wasn't out of nowhere like how sammy sosa was mark mcguire was known to hit home runs but what sammy sosa did you're like he don't be. Yeah, he came out of nowhere, that. and then yeah, it was but like Barry Bonds. Really everybody knew he could hit the fucking ball, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. Depending on how you see it, you're like, yeah, he might have got big, but you also you get older. I mean, people evolve. I mean, what boxing? Are we gonna act like motherfuckers? Motherfuckers fighting in like eight weight classes. You know what I'm saying? Like they could, yeah. they could fluctuate and weight and still keep the skill set. And baseball is like that. You know, you see pitchers that are fucking overweight and. Players that are crazy, like dude, CC Sabathia was like six seven two seventy five. Like, damn, and he was a dope ass pitcher. Vallejo, shouts out, I think Vallejo. Um, dude, like, so yeah. you don't have to be like the physical specimen per se. Not to say they're not physical; they're all fucking physically gifted. But that one isn't like we talked about before. That's skill, like some crazy ass skill, like to hey hit a fucking ball moving hella fast. Uh, yeah, four hundred yards away with a stick, like what, and then to do it. He, I think, what was that year? 70-something bombs? The average nowadays is like 40. You you would see a player hit 50 sometimes. Bonds hit 70-some-odd homers in one year. It's like, 
it's not impossible. I'll tell you that because there's motherfuckers reaching up there pretty quick now. Like I'm talking about like short stops hitting like 40 bombs. Like I'm like, <laughs> time out. Yeah. What's going on here? But it was the revolution of baseball because the shortstop, you know, all of a sudden I started, you know, I could hit for fucking power and shit. Like, oh, here we go. Another revolution. And oh, I could steal all the bases. Everybody's Ricky Henderson and Barry Bonds all over again. Like Barry Bonds was one of them well, few yeah, motherfuckers yeah. that'll be 30, just, 30, just like, like 30 bombs, 30 fucking stolen bases. Like, damn, this was like, just like doing it all. Just like, just like uh, people are going to turn, turn into new curries because what happens is you mm-hmm. see the standard, you see the greatness. Mm-hmm. Now you have to train for that, right? Before, people were just training to play and now people are training for specifics right mm-hmm. and to add their own flair to it you know yeah. so now you're like what did lebron do what you know what they say like when you see greatness you replicate it so yeah. you try to figure it out especially now people are more really really available to give out that information you yeah. know what i'm saying and then now also with analytics and people watching video mm-hmm. like you know freaking smart ass motherfuckers we just stare at it and be like oh this yeah. is what happened, you know. They get it early. They get it um, early. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they just keep learning and learning. But like, yeah, dude, like Barry Bonds, I didn't like him, but at the same time, like, there's a part of me that that's like, I get it. Like they hated him, and and honestly, he's not even the like. After I looked at the history, man, Alex Rodriguez is one of the most trash players on how many times he's cheated and did other stuff. He you will know? go down as one of the most hated players for sure. <laughs> of baseball like at first clearly. he was one of the most one of he was one of the most loved and then you are you start to see all the stuff he had done and got away with somehow you know when he was on seattle it's not, dude yeah he was like oh this dude is the next coming of the greatest baseball player and then he we went had, to texas and it was like hey this guy's about money and shit and then he goes to the fucking yankees it's like and this guy's an asshole <laughs> Ooh, i hate this motherfucker but he was good yeah it was just Oh, this fool's an a-hole. Like, and I don't know if it's just a portrayal or what. I mean, you could, you know, there's A-Rod fans out there, clearly. I mean, as a baseball player, statistically, that fool. Most women, most women just love A-Rod and they they don't even care though. He was a good player, though. Like, statistically, that fool was was a baller. But in terms of the perception, like he was the the villain type of thing. He will go down as the worst. I can be I can be wrong (laughs) because I don't know about this, right? Yeah. But like I never saw the 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 mystique to Derek Jeter, I always thought like, yo, A Rod's way better than Derek Jeter. Oh, he definitely was. In my I opinion, Jeter just you know? was uh, a New York guy uh, through and through, and then he was uh, he was part of those championship teams, and then he was a personality. He didn't do anything crazy, handsome looking dude, and just was just kind of like he was in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's like saying, uh, like. Well, there's like, uh, like you have Judge. Who's the other dude from? Oh, average player on the Lakers. That uh, should right be now, shouldn't be getting be. recognition, like from the championship year. Well, at first I was going to say Alex Crusoe, but uh, he, oh, he's nice. he hustled. Yeah, he nice. He hustled. So, he, but I'm talking he, about like the the championship know, years, like the, the Mark, Kobe years. Mark like Madsen. who was a okay, Mark, Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where you're like, oh, this dude just like he because he was there. You know what I'm saying? Like he. He got the recognition because he was there. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, the players now, like, you have Judge and all surprise when – wait, was Judge always there or did he go later? Uh, No, he was drafted by the Yankees. Uh, Stanton, the no, other no, big dude, Stanton, was, was traded for. Stanton, which is another dude from California, I believe. I, I, I don't – it was weird because I looked him up. I was like, oh, this dude's from California too? Because Judge was from, like – 
Joseph was from like uh was from like um Fresno or something like that or uh, I don't know. That dude's hella tall too. Six six two. What was it Carlos Stanton? Six, right? Two, six, yeah. Uh John Carlo. Giancarlo Stanton. They were supposed yeah. to be the new Bash brothers, yeah. but I mean that's they the Yankees. Were. The Yankees are the oh. LA Lakers. They kind of put these teams together. But see, that's the beauty of it, because you have to Pomona, have that uh, team. You know what I'm saying? From Pomona, six six. Oh, Pomona, Pomona, California. Yeah, six six. Yep. They were supposed yeah. to be the new Bash brothers. And but it's the Yankees having for- a lot of talent. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like yeah, like the uh, if if you talk about the three teams that throw money at people, it, it'd probably be Dallas Cowboys, Lakers, and Yankees. Mm-hmm. Truth, you know. But I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, however, the drama plays out. However, these shows play out. That is who they are. It's historically this is the franchises that are those teams. You know what I'm saying? Rightfully so. It's it's cool because you can make an argument for fans of it. And you can make an argument for fans against them because that's how great they are. And I could see why everybody hates them for the same reason. Because they're like, man, they're motherfucking this. And man, they got all the money and they got all the talent. But you're like, yo, they drafted a lot of talent that that was good, too. That's the key. Like at the key moments, there's a legacy of a lot of drafted players. It's not like they traded for Magic. It's not like they traded for fucking uh kobe oh they did you pay for kobe but uh well i mean it was a it was a it was they a draft trade. Trade. it was draft trade yeah you know, like that yeah. in an agreement it was like kind of an agreement where it was like okay you know yeah that's true um, ac green just, byron scott james worthy oh no ac green was a trade too i think right I, I i don't know but byron scott was because i think that's when they said norm nixon was traded for byron oh, scott was for the byron, thing i saw damn, messing up now yeah fisher uh, uh, boom yeah, there you go. Well, you have well, you have Kobe. You know, what I'm saying he's a lifer, Fisher, legendary, uh, legendary, right? Like as much yeah. as like like even like just Fisher's, those two players. Fisher, Fisher's is Fisher's is is uh, the Pippin to Kobe in a weird way, and he wasn't yeah. as he wasn't like obviously he's not as good as Pippin, you know. No. But the thing was, he hit he hit those big shots, mm-hmm. and he was overlooked for a very long time by by. Um, uh, the because co- remember you had Ron Harper that was there for a short time, he would play all the taller point guards, mm-hmm. and then Fish finally got his moment. Yeah, I think he was even trying to play uh, Tyrone Lue before him. Yeah, Ty Lue when he got stepped over by Allen Iverson. Stepped over. Oh, that'll be forever, can't it? Can you imagine that is your legacy in the NBA, aside from being the coach mm-hmm. of LeBron? Yeah, uh, aside this, was he the one? Was he the one with the seventy with the the comeback game Ooh, or was it black yeah yeah comeback game. i want to say he was which well, one the come, what i mean by comeback by a three one come back from three one. Oh yeah he was definitely there yeah for sure oh wait was he who's yeah he had to, was be. It, was, had to be yeah because i think I, I think he was like yeah you know and i was like what tyler lose the coach yeah. i didn't even know he was a good coach they had to give him something player. they had to give him something because after you get stuffed on everything they're like hey man here we'll do you a solid here, Coach LeBron. <laughs> like here we go, go get right. that championship. Hey man, uh, we understand your poster rides for for Infinity <laughs> and beyond. We apologize. We'll you know, what I'm saying, and it's not even a poster. Yeah. You didn't even get dunked on. Uh, it's just an iconic scene. Like, what if that's the new NBA logo? It could be. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my God, that'd be a fucking tremendous logo, though. Jeez. Like, he would just be on the bottom part. He'd only be at this part, and then Iverson's like the whole other thing, but you would see the silhouette. Oh, golly. That would be... He'd probably get Dude, paid out, though. You know, He'd get paid probably more than Iverson just to be the logo <laughs> at that point. Yeah. What, 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 
what did you what part did you watch of that that show with the lakers uh really just like the opening like 10 minutes i think oh okay when you get a chance please watch it because like there's there's just a part where like like some of jerry the the actor of jerry west has me in tears like the angry the anger part of him because i didn't know i didn't even know he was the coach he was the coach of the lakers like the actual head coach or he was a head coach like right before he came in Oh, like I, I these are things I didn't really know. I was I like, "What? This is a head coach." About that, who checked that Wikipedia? Yeah. Who so, so when I look at it, 1978, 79, 1978, 1979, uh, head coach Jerry West. What's Jerry West's history? What's his deal? Where is he from? Where is he from? I think it's like Virginia or something like that. But um, how did he end up becoming the Mister Club? He's got He's from Cabin Creek. He's from West Virginia, East Bank. West Virginia, West Virginia College. Okay. Uh, career average as a player was 27 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, and 6.7 assists. Jerry West is a baller. As a exec, L.A. and Memphis, full record. Let's look at his full record as L.A. Memphis. As a, I don't even know, but he's been there for, well, I guess. Show so no ties. Record. He's not oh, legacy, uh, right? 130. Uh, oh, he was a he was a, for the Lakers. He was a coach. It looks like for three years. Under, he was uh, 145 over 101. So it means that he was, he had a solid. My bad. Winning solid tenure. coaching. Yeah, like it was a winning tenure. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, signed Eddie Jones or Eddie Jordan. Eddie Jordan. Michael Jordan. Selected James Worthy first round Boom. Pick in 1982. Boom. So Jerry West first, did help first round first that. pick. How? How? Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, Come how? on, man. That's why who is Jerry West or who was the Lakers and how does that work? That's why I think it was more mafia based for sure. Had to have been. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, like Boston. So maybe because Boston won for a very long time. Exactly. Right? You know who in, Boston, Boston. in Boston. On, Are we yeah, like, like the, none of those gangsters gangs. were a part of that? Come on, man. You know Irish gangs, right? And then, and then LA gangs didn't pop off until the eighties because of the crack epidemic, you know. Well, come on, Italians started moving in their territory. Probably they're like, "I be in Vegas, we cool. Let's fix some games. All right, let's get LA pumping. Let's get this shit going. Let's get this shit entertaining. Sell some sex. You know what I'm saying? Let's sell the whole idea. Showtime. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man, dude. Dude, I just I, I think I, I think you might enjoy watching it. It's gonna it's- oh, I'll definitely enjoy it. The actors are already I, I already dig like the way they casted Magic and then uh Bus. I was like, yo, that's good casting already out the gate. You know, I like the yeah, satire sure. point too. The satire point's cool. Uh, the little rendition they did with Bird and shit. I was like, that is interesting because that was a turning point for the league, even you know, at that point, because that's coming from the Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the face of the you know NBA type shit. I think at that time, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say he was because it was at the time where they're merging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously people were saying it was in a downhill, uh, you know, too black okay. or whatever, things like that. And it's yeah. funny because they actually, in the show, when you watch it, there's a part where it's like, it's, it's talking about, it's talking about the Lakers and it's talking about the Burt and, and uh, Lakers and, and um, Celtics, right? But every time they show the difference, right? Part of the artistry of the show they just they they have the word white come pop in like kind of like splashing yeah. like a three like you know how they used to do uh, the, ambiguous the, the, white the, like that i think i no 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 no, no. they don't even they don't even they don't even do it ambiguous it was just like 
they're like, yeah, they're tough. They're blah, 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 blue collar team. And it would just be like three, you know, the three words of white going down because that's how they used to do graphics back then. White, 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 right? And then and then something about magic. Oh, he's too flashy. He's this black, 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 black. black, black. black. <laughs> but, and it was like, I was like, that's the show. I'm already enjoying it because of these. Well, well Jerry West's cool. character cracking me up with the satire to the, to the, the, the truth to certain things, you know? Um, so it's, it's just, it puts on the Laker fan. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, and, and I do, like I said, I, I hope that like people are not butthurt from this, from the story and that the people are okay with, from it, you know, and, and I get, I know it's, it's based off of truth, but sometimes you don't want all, all your stuff. But yeah. Who is it? Whose perspective? Do we figure out whose perspective it was from? I didn't, I, you know, I didn't look it up yet. I, I, I kind of feel like that. Maybe the buses. That, but, it um, makes sense. It would be the buses. I mean, if he's the main character, or is it followed uh, kind of through? So different... it's winning time. Uh, who's winning the time is what it's called. producer, author, or director, yeah. or based off of? Let's see. Opening production company, Jim Hatchet Production. Let's see. Winning time. Let's see if it says in the Wikipedia because that's just all factual at all times. <laughs> Executive producer Adam McKay and uh, and Max Borstein, cinematography editor. Um, hmm. Not based off of a book or in somebody's interpretation. I think it is based off of a book. Oh, okay. Uh, Winning time is American sports drama television created by Max. <laughs> based on the book Showtime Magic Cream Riley and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty so it's so it's based off a book by Jeff Perlman in 1980s so I'm assuming he either followed the team during that time I'm assuming so yeah okay yeah so then that's even crazier then so he almost had to get the okay probably from certain people or maybe he didn't I don't I don't know even how that works if you interpret like a book well I don't know. Did you fin- did you finish the uh, the Kanye or did you watch the Netflix Kanye um, no docu series? No, not yet. So there was, I guess. I I mean, I don't know how true it is. I just saw it kind of flash up on IG, but it was uh, about uh, the people who who made the Kanye thing got paid thirty million from from um, Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me see. Uh, what is it? Let me see. Uh, Cootie is his name. Uh, Cootie and Cheek took over 20 years to make the Kanye doc, but then Netflix paid him 30 million. So we'll just see. Uh, Kanye West documentary sells to Netflix for 30 million. So it's, it was in 2021, April 6th. Mm. Is one that um, saying a, a multi-part documentary series, and I always wonder: Do people? I guess like because I always wonder: Like, do you have the right to say this about the person without them signing off on it? You know, and and sometimes, so. yeah, they can do it without it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think the only thing they'd be up in lawsuit for is just defamation of character but i mean if it's dramatized it's not like a, i think it's all in the wording right it's not like a documentary it's just like a 
yeah based well, off well, his, of interpretation the, the Kanye one is events. the Kanye one is a documentary the Showtime one is a drama uh, dramatized and changed for for protection of people's names or whatever is what it says right oh, maybe the docu yeah, so, documentary would be so, so totally different in the way that it's I guess handled legally maybe in its legal oh, name makes me wonder if they're going to do one now with Jordan and punching people and the and the bitter you know the fights and I mean, that's what I'm thinking, right? You could pretty much I love it, though. say anything. Like, you could just kind of make shit up. Like, why not? Everybody, yeah, there, there's I so many people it, that, though. yeah. It, I think it's dope because you get a bunch of different perspectives because I think that's all what it is. I think even with the Laker thing, like what I was thinking is whosoever perspective that's from, you know, it's just an interpretation through, you know, whatever they thought. And then who knows after this you'll probably see pat riley come out with something or you know da, da, da. like when luke longley came out with his own documentary after the jordan one it was like oh this yeah, is the like story the forgotten one, yeah. yeah yeah and i'm pretty me, sure you know? other motherfuckers is probably working on one too it kind of it makes sense because everybody has a story to tell and especially off the heels of something like that it would make sense to you know i think you said it before well it's, it's not about what you say it was like but what you remember and what you can remember or not right I think you're talking about like what's it the it's what was it called the Mandela effect, right? Yes. Well, what we remember or what's been told or what's the truth, right? So sometimes we we don't remember the full on truth of things. You know what I'm saying? We we replace our memories for stuff like you said. So you know, Michael Jordan, what the documentary says may be true, but so is what Scottie Pippen is saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, you're bitter. Yeah, of course he's going to be bitter. It didn't really get his part, part of the story. Mm-hmm. It made him look like a fool mm-hmm. to him. It just depends on what side you believe. Mm-hmm. And most people are going to believe Michael Jordan's side. And I'm not saying his side isn't true because even looking at Michael uh, at Scotty right now, it's just like, it, to me, outside, like, oh, come on, it, it looks petty. Mm-hmm. But we have to give him an opportunity to speak his side of the story too. Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent with that, and I think that's kind of the world we're heading into. I think is where, yeah, it's kind of everybody has say, you know, now trying to weave in and out and through these, you know, processes. We're we're living in in different times for sure. Like I think we we were talking about earlier with the how sports is kind of covered and it's like all drama. And it's all kind of mm-hmm. just trying to dig and trying to get in the personals because, you know, it's really trying to draw reactions. And then, then you know, we got, you know, what we do even just right here, just like, you know, just trying to have an opinion about yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, we're, say some shit. We're, like, we're like yo, we're fired sure. from yeah. the hip too. Like, I'm like, but see, this is rehearsed. This isn't, this isn't rehearsed. This is just us really talking. I think with a lot of content, more or less nowadays, there's a little more production, which is totally fine too. But some of it so far to the point where, wait, was that just scripted? Like, is this deliberately written to try to, you know, gain a, you know, frame a storyline, frame a, a overall idea? Is this something you roll with? How far in advance do you pre-think this out? You know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed to like, yo, is that really your take? Like, are you considering all things? You know what I'm saying? Or are you working through something? It's always the finished product, the the entire scripting of the conversation, at least through the media for certain types of shit is always going to yeah. be like that. It's like... Oh, are you just trying to tell us how to feel like 
or is that a real thought? And then that's why, to me, these personal things in these shows, like I follow all weird types of rando motherfuckers that are fans of teens just hearing what the fuck they got to say. It's fucking fascinating. I'm like, yo, I mean, certain things stick. And, you know, it's kind of cool to just hear, you know, people just blabber on or, you know, have their opinion. I'm like, I, I find that just as enjoyable now, if not more authentic, just because you could hear the actual person. It's like, uh, I don't know. What do you think, man? It, it's just kind of random. It's like, hey, I like that. I dig that shit. Not so much of the no, no. I mean, that's why I like Charles Barkley because he's he, he he's. I think he's being honest. He doesn't follow everyone else's take, mm-hmm. and I do think there's a lot of people that just follow a take. And it's like, do you guys even think for yourself for the most part? You know, yeah. it's like in it, it, granted, maybe they are. It just seems like, geez, you guys all really do have a take, and you run with the same virtual. But then you also have that one person who wants to just play completely opposite. Mm-hmm. and and rile up things just to be like okay you're rallying it up and that's the whole thing right like you can't sit here and tell me that like how is it that skip bayless always has a way to figure out how to take apart lebron 56 points oh what the warriors were going down well guess what it doesn't matter the warriors have a better record than them you know See, and that skips maybe that skips angle. It's like, yo, I'm gonna go directly at the top guy because yeah. if he and even that's what I'm saying, like, once, then I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I recognize yeah, he knows he hears me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he also and, drums and up wait. everybody else to be all like, Yeah, man, come on, Le- LeBron, team LeBron hate. Like it's 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 WWE, it's it's wrestling tactics, it's it's drama tactics, I think. Um, I think it's appropriate only in the sense of drawing more eyes to the sport it's just unfortunate that it's that way i wouldn't prefer it per se i do like just more of the informative shit and then i do like more player to player interviews i dig that shit oh yeah i think there's more of a oh nuanced conversation here you can see cohorts talking there's a shorthand already you know what i'm saying i love it more because one is like you have uh and not to sit there so you have to be a part of it but like uh, one of them why i'm liking the show too is that it's like I love the NBA, and I kind of want to know the real. Like, you don't want to know it when it's going down, but you like to hear the stories afterwards. It, like, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the greatest things sometimes is to see, hear the story of what everybody like, how they get to a certain part, and how they cover it up to make it look away. But in in, in behind the scenes, they're frantic. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I joke around. It's kind of like it's kind of like me balling with my my sock coming out of my shoe yeah. and saying "eff it." I got to tape on my shoe, man. Yeah. You know? Oh, for real. It gives life to the the memory. You know, we only remember it as such. And then, you know, like those uh, re when they reanimate, not reanimate, but they reenact something. And then they have like stand-ins that look like it. Like, wow, I remember that. Oh, that's so, what? I didn't yeah. even know. And it's, it's so crazy. I didn't even know. You know, yeah. oh, the flu game. You mean the food poison game? The AKA the Jordan was drinking a lot of Hennessy. Yeah. Oh, AKA too many cigars. AKA too many cigars. Was that the one where he just know? got back from you know uh, gambling and shit? Like, oh, the Rodman. Oh, wait, you got know, where is? He just take him wherever he needs to go. Just get his ass back. Like, yeah, that is hilarious. But yeah, I agree with you. It gives life to you know uh, heroes of years past, and then they kind of give you a little insight. It's very cool because you're like, hey, they're just like normal dudes, you know. What I'm saying it's like, yeah, it's funny, and, and we shit. and we hype it up like Jordan played through the flu. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And then you come to find out, ooh, he had food poisoning from a, a late night of whatever was going on. 
because they were up late yeah. they had to get it hella far and and, and then you know the whole idea is like oh they they poisoned him because i think it's the same thing that happened to kobe supposedly yeah, as a statement in sacramento i forgot about that i don't it's like right. at the sheraton i think and i worked there yeah and i was working no it was like they held, was it sheraton i remember they were in there because i remember seeing them walk through the dining room i worked on the line in the kitchen at you were at the kitchen at that time no not the kitchen. Working at, i worked at I worked at the Sheridan. I was in the uh, at the upstairs restaurant, and I remember them staying. You were a cook I, at I that used time. To close, yeah, I was a cook at that time. I remember. Because what year was that? Because because I was when I first I, got I, back. I, I, I was working for the Kings, and then after that, I worked for the Sheridan because my chef knew the chef over there. So when I was working at the Sheridan, I remember Lakers were in the playoffs, and then they would come over. And I remember they ate lunch and it was hella deep. And I remember where, and I used to close. Man, so, I mean, for all I know, time it might different. have been me. I have no idea. Because the, the time seems different because I wanted to say before you even made that decision to go out there, you were working at Blockbuster. No, in the old no, neighborhood. no that, one, that one was the, the year that Kobe got. No, sick. no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like, like what I'm remembering, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you worked at the Blockbuster for a short time. Yes. And then maybe, I think you also worked at Starbucks for a short time, or no? Yeah. So it was the Blockbuster at, uh, in our own neighborhood, right? Old neighborhood. And then, and then something happened where, yeah, and then something happened where you you were like, I'm done. And then you were like, I'm going to, 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 to school to cook. And then that's when your brother, you went first, right? And then, then your brother came, right? Because the only reason I know that is because I just remember driving out there just to pick you up like i drove i drove an hour after or an hour or something just to pick you up to go pick you up go into the apartment leave the apartment with a guy on the outside smoking a crack pipe because he's like oh how's that crack pipe and i'm like what's going on i didn't know how to park in in san francisco <laughs> my car my car was hella dirty we're like let's go back you know and yeah. i'm hella nervous not knowing how to drive out there picked you oh, up so and for some reason yeah, the Centra. Maroon Centra. Beige interior. <laughs> God, I love you know that what I'm saying? That was the car, dog. Yeah, no, I do remember. But no, that was, I remember working those games because I used to, I worked at Arco the year that the Kings were in the playoffs. And then I remember working at Sheridan because, you know, that was like yeah. the next year. It, so then I just had to be because they stayed there. Yeah. I'm not saying I did point, it, but it's just funny. No, like, no, that is no. Crazy. But, but at one point, what I remember too was you were done with school, and then that's when we tried to make jambalaya. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think it was like two thousand two or two thousand three before I joined the navy or something like that. I think that was the first thing I made that actually like tastes good on my own. I was like, oh yeah, that. that yeah, because we were, we're we were we were we I had a cookbook and we were we were going off. It was me, you, and I don't want to say it was people, but it was someone else. I want to say maybe Eric. Okay, sounds about right. One of the right. hoodlums, right? Yeah, <laughs> one of the hoodlums, and then we're we're maybe it was people actually. It might have been people, but um, wouldn't be surprised. But I remember you went there, and we're I was gonna get like boneless. You said, "Nah, we we get the bone, we'll cut it out. I'll show you what to do on that." And then we cooked the rice a little too long, but we we're cooking it, and we we're talking and joking around. It probably took us like two hours to make something like that. And then I I vividly remember we ate it. And we were all kind of like button open, like, 
Who that was good. <laughs> like you were you were surprised we were all surprised on how good surprised it was myself. at that time. Surprised myself, man. We were like, that was cook. fire, man. And I think I and I remember looking back at it, I was like, we made way too much. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I didn't know how to portion yet. You know what I'm saying? I was just fresh out of school. Like, my oh, I'm trying to try no, my was, skills. Dude, I actually I think I even have the, the pot still. Hold on. That's hilarious. Hold up. This will probably didn't even wash it yet. I think it's like, <laughs> still, still have the, the smell, dude. That's hilarious. I want to say it was like almost a pot. Nah, this is, this is not the pot, but it was like something almost this big if you can even see it, you know, oh, yeah, or yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah, it was big, yeah. I remember that, yeah. So, yeah, I just remember all that, man. Yeah, man. Oh, good times. You poison Kobe, bro. Come on now. I mean, Anyways, I man. if I, I can it. remember correctly, I, I just remember that. Because there would be a lot of teams that would stay at that hotel at the time. That was before the, the yeah. current hotel now, but... I just remember seeing it. it was cool, but, but then at the same time, I remember you know when I worked for the Kings, I would see the players all the time. So I was just like, oh, and it was just it was an interesting time to be back there. I didn't get any like crazy insight or anything, but I just remember being there, and I was just like, oh, this is it's pretty interesting. Just seeing how they they move, you know what I'm saying? Seeing you know yeah. kind of their audiences and just kind of walking around, being a part of that, you know, being a part of the the game day kind of festivities. It was, it was quite the experience, you know what I'm saying? It was cool, cool experience. Um, but yes, Lakers do get portrayed as villain and hero, and for good measure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Something about them being historical as they are, and you know, it's the West Coast team. You know, Hollywood, LA. You know, all the the history. It's uh, at least in the NBA that is, uh, you know, one of their top top teams, top storylines. Yeah. No, like I, I I always say, like in my opinion. Um, that the Lakers are better. The Lakers are better, or the NBA is better when the Lakers are are good. Because yeah. now, now, granted, they're not good right now. But the, guess what? The NBA is better because they have something to talk about because they're terrible. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Way. Like, with, with win the, either way, right? Because of because of the uh, yeah. um, the hate, and, yeah, the worldwide distaste for the Lakers of how they've wronged every team in the league somehow and everybody has a but then yet again that is the most highest selling ticket usually at uh you know away games is the laker game yeah <laughs> so, uh, yeah i i just uh i mean i gotta end it but i want to i want to i sent you something and um i'll talk to you once we get off of this oh but, yeah 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 man yeah i gotta end it all good bro get my yeah. little workout man. thank you brother always man sky high forever nasu cow my man's not the cow